or good afternoon. Do we have people on the program yet? Hello and good afternoon. Yep. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. This is a test-run program of the uh, Seeking Justice Resource Community, and so we're trying to see if anyone can make it on the program. It's a couple minutes past the time that we're due to have the program on, so if there's anyone in there, speak up. Hello.
Try the pen number 372277. 372 If we have some more Get me? Yeah. Hello. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I can hear. Go ahead. Yeah, I use the three seven three seven two two seven seven seven, and now I'm automatically on. Okay. So we're back in there. Why don't you uh, back off the call and call back in and use that pin number then? Again. I just did. Oh, again? One. Yes, one more time to see if we can get in there. Okay, I'll, I'll redial. Okay. There, uh, the VIN number will be three.
<clears throat> yeah. Hello. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back, Shorty. Um, wow. Yeah, so the that's three, the right pen number then. That's the right. That's the right number. Yep. Three seven two two seven seven seven. All right. Right. Three, three seventy two twenty seven seventy seven. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we got something going here. Yeah, that that works. <clears throat> I'm looking at the dashboard here, trying to figure out what the deal is. You know, there for a while, there for a long time, you know, we just called in and did what we had to do, and everything was good. Uh, the opportunity, yeah, you know, they gave me choices here. They said, if I'm not a member, I just dial one. Now, let me try that one once. Okay, go ahead. Let me try that. Okay.
Hello, Shorty. Yes. Are you back here? Yeah, I'm back. Yes. Um, I tried the. I tried one, but one it means that I have to. Uh, I'm muted and one. <laughs> then I had to um, have star two to get unmuted, but I did. I could hear you, um, but you were not responding. Well, you didn't have to. You didn't. I'm um, here. Yeah, you now. didn't unmute me. Huh? <laughs> Do we have somebody else in there too? Hello. I don't think so. <clears throat> no, I think the only thing that works is that uh, 30, 37-22-777. <clears throat> That's the only thing that works. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. I'm trying to get this other gal in on program. She's somewhere out there in cyber right now. I'm going to get the numbers up there to her. Evidently, you don't know how to um, unmute me, huh? (laughs) I'm trying to figure out what the deal is. Okay, um, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> this is just an exercise. I'm going to go back, I'll be um, at the, to the supper table in a minute. I think what what is is I'll get back to you maybe about 15, 20 minutes. Is that okay? Okay, or? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Great, go, you could, run. Yeah, okay, but yeah, we, you learned a lot. Try and to get somebody else. Try to get somebody okay. else in on the program. Okay, I'll get back to you in a little bit. Okay. the program and you can hear me the pin number is 
kapur
Yeah. Try the pin number 372-2777. Got somebody in there. Hello. Hi. Who am I speaking with? My name's Dina. Okay. Yeah, I see that you've been uh, texting, messaging me. We're running a test uh, program today with our uh, formatting here, and this is nothing that's going to be available to the public. So how old is your case? Uh, They took her in July of last year. Okay, well, I have a case that was done the same. Are you in Alabama? No, we're in Colorado. Colorado. I know Colorado a little bit. I was out there in uh, 2008 on a mission trip. By the way, my name is uh, Brother Shorty. They call me the problem solver, the messenger of hope. I have... uh, 20 years of studying organic law, common law, courts of record. I am the founder and the president of the FAR Defense Alliance. I've been helping families for almost 21 years now. And so, you know, that uh, my uh, ability and talent stands for itself, you know. What we're doing is is magnificent, but the the problem is is like in your case, they have your children, and they've got you scared. Yeah. In other words, in other words, everything that has to do with producing a strong backbone is all gone. You know, every parent that gets their child taken needs vitamins that's going to give them a strong backbone. And a lot of times, once you put that up on the table, then the fear that they put up on the parents, the parents just knock all that off the table. And they're back at it again you know, getting herself destroyed, you know? Yeah. See, over the years of studying, the, the whole mindset is everything is done by the paperwork that's before the judge, okay? Actually, it's mm-hmm. the court, okay? It's the court. And most people go into the court under what they call statutory law. And statutory law has to do with all those little codes that they put into the equation. And so the individual, that's the people, that's the third word in the preamble, 
you know, we the people, right? Yeah. Okay. And so do you want to be a slave or do you want to be a free person? A free person is what happened to the colonies on July 4th, 1776. You remember that day? Yep. And so what did they do? They signed a declaration of... Independence. Okay. Independence. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little educational piece, okay? All right. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to July the 4th. They signed the Declaration of Independence, and what they were telling the king was, we're no longer going to be your subjects. And the king said, oh, if you want to be that way, Screw you all, and I'll cancel your charters. And so there was a mutual agreement between the king and and the colony. And the colony people became free. They were sovereign. They weren't under the king's authority. They went back to common law. Okay? So common law is the most powerful way uh, you know, position to be in, okay? And so they were off and running, and the colonies did what they call the Articles of Confederation. And the Articles of Confederation worked for 10 years. The people allowed it to be a part of the equation because delegates from all of the 13 colonies got together and put the Articles of Confederation together And when the people saw that it wasn't working, the people entered into it and ordained and established the U.S. Constitution for those guys over in D.C. We the people. Okay? And so America was up and running. The people established the uh, authority to those guys in in D.C., and so back in the 1850s, they want that the government decided to introduce the Bill of Rights. And I'm sure you heard of that, right? Of course. Okay, and so you got the Bill of Rights, and in there is the 14th Amendment. Are you familiar with that one? Yes. Huh? Yes. Okay, and let me read the first part of the 14th Amendment because that's where it talks about citizens, okay? It says, all those that are born here or naturalized, okay? That's the first product, okay? And then it says, all those that are born here or naturalized and, they put the and in there, subject to the jurisdiction thereof, are citizens and citizens in the state where they reside. So under the 14th Amendment, if you're a 14th Amendment citizen, you got to be born here or naturalized, and you got to be subject to the jurisdiction thereof. And so you're not free anymore. You're a slave. Okay, but if you go back to Article 4, Section 2, it says citizens 
with immunities and privileges. See, what they've done was they've taken away the ability of parents to train their children, you know, to educate them. Mm -hmm. And from 1850, from 1850 to 1950, they phased out the subject called civics. And it has to do with your inherited rights. Yeah. All of this educational stuff is up there. I have 10 families at risk groups, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, and one of them is called the legal page. Okay. And that's where all the understanding that I'm giving you right now, I'm giving you a crash course, okay? Have you ever heard of the term, have you ever heard of the term called sui juris? No. Okay. Now, let me tell you the term sui juris means sovereign unto yourself, beholden to none. Sovereign unto yourself, beholden to none. That means they don't have any authority over you. Now, how would you like to put yourself in that position? That'd be nice. Okay, so how are you going to do that if you don't have the right formatting to take you from there to there? It's sort of like you're at home and you're going to defend your home front, you and your family, with a BB gun. Or you're going to educate yourself and take yourself up to the caliber of having 16 with a grenade launcher. Now, which one is going to be better, the BB gun or the M16? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And so here, here is the vision that I want to give you, okay? The vision is, is that they've taken your kids, and now you're looking for what it's going to take to resolve that and to put your children back in your care, control, and custody, right? Yes. So you have to open the door. You have to open that door that's going to allow you to go to your war chest. Because it's a war. It's a battle. Yeah. They've got your stuff, and they're, and you're outgunned. Yeah, big time. Okay, and so you don't know how to do paperwork, do you? No, not completely, no. Okay, and so even if you knew how to do paperwork, what is it that you know that's going to take you from being a slave to being one of the people? Article 4, Section 2, Citizen with Immunities and Privileges. You can claim, you can claim that they don't have any authority over you, but if you don't know how to present it, represent it before the tribunal, okay? The tribunal is when you're in court. Yeah. Okay. So going in court, the number one thing to do, the first thing to do is what? 
what comes in your mind as the first thing to do with all the education that you've gotten from the time you were five years old up until now? How old are you? 38. Okay. So what would you think the first thing to do in order to to establish the right formatting for your defense? I don't know. Okay, well, let me tell you. The first thing you do when you go into court is you suspend the judge. You got to take the judge. I wish judge. I could. <laughs> I wish I could because she's all on their side. And it okay. don't matter what I say. It doesn't okay. matter what I say. She's okay, just she's already made her decision. I already know that they have, but how about we just work on turning this around? Well, it'd be nice. Okay, and so there's a couple issues. One is is that you got to be able to understand what these uh, documents are going to do for you once you get that understanding. Mm -hmm. You can go to your war test and you can have a water pistol in there, you can have a BB gun, you can have an air pop gun. That ain't about nothing. You need to take and put something big in there that's going to allow you to do the damage you need to do. And the first thing to do is to send the judge. Are you at your computer? Uh, no, I don't have one. All I have is my phone. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, on the FAR legal page, I have a video from the Nitty Gritty Law Library, and it's called Sovereignty 101 Video 1. And so in there, he talks about suspending the judge. Okay. He doesn't tell you how to do it. That's in Video 101, number one. Okay, and so after that there, you go down right below it, and it's got... Forms number 10. And then forms number 10, he tells what to do and how to do it. Okay. So you get the understanding of where you're at. You know, it's like going in your war chest and you're looking at all the items there and you happen to see a high caliber firearm in there and you bring it out and you want to shake it at someone, it ain't going to do no good unless you know how to load it, right? Yeah. And so you have to understand what the process is going to be. You start off with walking toward your war chest, unlocking the door, getting in there, finding the best tool in there, that's the weapon of your choice, to go after these people. They kidnapped your children. Mm -hmm. And so you got to get 
there's a formatting to this, and that's why I'm trying to lay out the works with it. You just go down the line here, okay? And so okay. when you're doing your paperwork, it'll come out with, now comes Don Juan or Jane Doe, however you want to look at it, one of the people, one of the people, okay, that's the third word in the preamble, and mm -hmm. in the order record. Now comes Jane Doe, one of the people, and then this quarter record. Now guess what you just did? Hmm. Just that short sentence. You've declared your sovereignty. One of the people. People are free. Citizens are not. Citizens are slaves. And that's why at the far legal page, we got the video up there, uh, people are a citizen, which one are you? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that gives people an education, and it's a vitamin that's going to give you a backbone. Every time you turn around, there's always a new issue with these devils. Am I not right? Yeah. Okay, and so you want the process in order how to deal with this? You've got to have a backbone. Once you get the process, does that mean that you're going to step up to the plate? You know? Okay, the process is the process is this. You're going to walk over to my little war chest, and you're going to get on my uniform, and when you get the uniform on, you're going to go over there and grab a bat, and then you're going to step up to the plate, and you're going to swing. Mm-hmm. Now, what, the moment you do that, they're not going to like it because then they got to play ball. Well, why not? I've done a lot of things and they don't like it. Now I'm now I have legal or possible legal charges that's going to put me in prison. <laughs> prison for what? What are the charges? Um, right now one is tampering, and tampering the second, with what? Evidence, tampering because with I talked to my daughter. Tampering okay. with evidence because I talked to my daughter. Or they tampering say I talked to my evidence. daughter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Because they tried, they tried, yeah. they charged my husband, who is my daughter's stepdad, or they're trying to charge him with assault of my daughter. And apparently at some point, they say that I uh, told my daughter to um, stop blaming her dad for stuff that didn't happen, blame somebody else, and so now I get tampering, which I never had that conversation with my daughter. Okay. And so... Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> well, here's the thing, okay? Let, let me back up a little bit, and we'll get back to that, okay? Just hold that thought. So you come in as one of the people and in this court of record, okay? And so if you look up the, the word court of record, here's what it says. It says you have the ability to find the whole contempt of court and the jail, okay? Uh -huh. And so Bill says, 
He's Bill Thornton with the Nitty Gritty Law Library and in our video series up on the FAR legal page. He says the judge missed it when he put his paperwork in there. And so now comes Bill Thornton, one of the people, and then this court of record. So one of the people, that means you're sovereign, and then the court of record, that means the judge is independent of the tribunal, and that means he can't make a decision for you or against And so the moment you establish your court in their courthouse, you have control. Okay, and so the judge missed it, and when the judge missed it and issued an order, Bill issued an order to vacate the judge's order. And so the judge says, well, who's this guy I think he is? And so then the judge issues the second order. And so after he issued the second order, Bill issued a second order to vacate that order and to hold the judge contempt of court and to find the judge. Now, most of the people, when they hear that, in order for them to wrap their head around it, they'll spend an hour or two looking at it, and they're like, ah, that ain't it. You know, that ain't going to work. Okay? Yeah. So that's fine. And then, then what they're really doing is when they say something that works doesn't work, then they're agreeing to allow them to run over them. Yeah. Do you yeah. want these people to run over you? No. They've ran me over enough. Okay. And so are you at a point that you're that you want to take charge? Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, now that they're they're at the point where they're trying to terminate my rights for something I didn't do, and I actually have to make a decision Monday morning to either give my daughter back to her biological father or get a TPR. Really? Yeah. Hang on, just hang on, just a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm back. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm on. Oh, All right, we got one on here, Andrew, and she's uh, out in Colorado, and they're threatening to terminate her rights to her kid, and so we're discussing some stuff. So let me get back to where I was, okay? Yeah. Okay, and so... So you have your kid now? No. I haven't had her since July. Okay, so who has the kid? 
She's in foster care. Okay. And so they want to put the child under the biological father's control? Yeah. yeah, a man that hasn't even been in her life since she was born. Okay, but what what is the uh, what is the status of where they're at with the case? Um, they will not give me a case plan at all. They have my husband in jail and have since September. Okay, so what are the charges? Right now, the reason they're keeping him in jail is because they're stating that there was an assault against my daughter. Okay, so, you know, they're, they're bringing criminal charges, saying yes. this appropriate touching or something along that line, mm -hmm. right? And now they've actually wrangled me into that, and um, they're saying that I did things too, which, no. <laughs> no. When, as a matter of fact, when they when they told me that they're they're accusing me too, I I made me sick. I just I think that's what kind of broke me. <laughs> okay, so basically, what they're doing is they're trying to cool your husband's jets by putting him in jail. Yeah. Yeah, because he because he, he was he, he was he was our breadwinner. He was the one that worked. He was the one that drove drove me around. He was the one that made sure that I was okay because I can't drive. I have seizures, so I have medical things that slow me down from doing things I need to get done. And they knew I wouldn't be able to work, so they know we have no money now, and they know they put me in a position where I'm just screwed by taking him out so of the picture. What they do is call financially raping an individual. You know, they take away all the resources that you would have to fight. And they gave us both public defenders, and mine's half-ass decent, but he's still not, he's not doing what he needs to do and my poor husband his his lawyer is worthless it's like she's not even trying to fight she's not looking for evidence she's she's not doing anything I've done more <laughs> I've done more research for him than anybody because even in court they stated that my husband has a prior history that's extensive and that all of this stuff and I have his background check there's nothing there And the judge was well, the one that even said it in court that my husband has a prior history and it's extensive and that he's a bad guy. And it's not, I mean, it's not there. I, I don't okay, understand. so where, where, where is their evidence? They can say that, but where is their evidence? <clears throat> Good luck. I don't know. They're pulling it out of their ass. <laughs> Well, right, but that is every everything that the DA, the DHS is doing. The judge is eating it up. They've got a therapist that's 
talking out her ass about stuff that my daughter supposedly said to her, and it's words that I've never even heard come out of my daughter's mouth, much less mine. So I know something's wrong. On the interview that they did with my daughter for against my husband, at the very end they asked her who knew about what was going on, and she said, it's a secret between me and Mommy Lindsay, which is her foster mother. She said, it's a secret between me and her, and if I do everything right and tell you what I'm supposed to, I get to go have ice cream. So proof of bribery, and no one will pay attention to it. The, the interview itself is shady as hell. There's, I mean, she's, I, being her mom and being with her 24-7, I could see every instance of uncomfortable. I could see when she was lying. I could see, you know, I could see it all. But no one, they, they, I have yet, in six months, I have yet to be able to voice my opinion or my side or tell anything. Same with my husband. He has not been able to been allowed to speak. He's actually not even been allowed to be a part of the DHS case court hearing. And the lawyer that they have for him in that one rarely shows up. Because he actually has three different lawyers. I was lucky enough that the lawyer that I ended up with took all of my cases. So is there any effort from any of the lawyers involved in you and your husband's case willing to move forward and to refute the evidence that the uh, state's putting on? Not really, because my lawyer is the one that pretty much told me that if I don't sign over rights to the dad, they're going to TPR me and they're going to follow through with the criminal charges and I'll probably end up in prison. Okay. Andrew, would you like to speak into that? Well, it sounds typical of what's going on with uh, Melissa in a different venue, but it's the same thing. Um, the the attorneys are operating under the color of law, and they don't have jurisdiction over the real party in interest. So it's a matter of, uh, are you able to get copies of the, your court case? And um, I have. If you can get, I have most of them. You have them? Okay. It'd be something that um, Shorty ought to have, and I can get a hold of them through him. But if you had that, we'd have to address the court, come into the court, and similar to what we're going to, hoping to do with Melissa, is to um, disclaim or void, vacate any order that's against your, your daughter or your, your child. Mm-hmm. So we got the same thing. They're working under color of law, and it's it's just a matter of um, again presenting things in a right fashion that um, we as courts of record we're the superior court, mm-hmm. and if we don't have that background, if we don't understand how we are the superior court, because we represent the natural law, and they come against us under the fictional fiction law, under the legal entities they created and make us a body attachment. So the whole thing is, is fraud on the court right at the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a matter, I guess, it's a, to me it's just a matter of putting it back in the court and um, 
presenting the case that the, that court has no jurisdiction over your child. Mm -hmm. If they feel they do, they'd have to come forward somehow, somewhere, somehow to, to make that happen. But under under federal law, for one thing, under Title 18, Rule 17, uh, yeah, Rule 17, they have to have every action has to be done in the name of the real party and in interest. Well, the case against you guys is not mm -hmm. against the real party and in interest, and that's a violation of federal law. So it, it's going to get, I think it's getting simpler and simpler as far as setting aside the illusion, and that's what it is. It's, it's a fictional realm that the system has created in attempting to make merchandise for the souls of men, and that's right out of the Bible, Revelation 18. And the only way to turn that around is to expose the lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Shorty, I think I just got to figure out how to how to get how to prove that they're putting stuff in her head and getting my daughter, who's six, mind you, she's little. Well, yeah, well, yeah. No, I, that's, that's I don't I don't know how to prove that they're the ones putting crap in her head. No, they have. They have to prove that they have jurisdiction over your daughter. Exactly. You don't have to prove it. They've got to prove that they have authority to even bring your daughter into a criminal case or a civil case, and they don't have it. But the attorneys, as soon as you hire an attorney, you automatically... Have, have, are deemed to be the debtor, um, and the debtor is the one who is going to pay the bills. Who's going to actually wind up, you know, becoming violate? They violate the debtor because it's profitable for them, and you're going to pay more for attorney fees. And that's again, they're making money off this whole conflict. And the attorney is doing; he's practicing law. And as a practitioner, he's there to deceive and destroy. Under their own definitions of, of in the legal community, that's exactly what a practitioner does. He deceives. Mm -hmm. So, again, I mean, we could, I could, it's not, I, I have most of this document already set aside, I'm used, I mean, put in place. So it's just a matter of, um, incorporating it into another venue, a different court case, and um, mm -hmm. see if, you know, get them to face the music. Mm -hmm. But the attorneys, once you have to fire the attorney, you can't have an attorney acting as a, the person that's under Article uh, 4, Section 2, the, uh, the citizen with privileges and immunity. As soon as you hire... My husband tried to fire his attorney and they won't let him. Well, because he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not firm enough about it. They won't let him because if he did, and he doesn't know how to defend himself anyway, but if he did fire him and that was fine, they can't prosecute unless you understand the charges. And yeah. take away the attorney and say, I don't understand these charges. Yeah. 
because there's no way that you and I have the ability, the capacity to be legally competent. Mm -hmm. that, that responsibility goes to the attorneys, mm -hmm. not us. So um, if you give Shorty uh, some insight onto the court cases and get our hands on the court cases, we could uh, address each one of those matters and refile it. Are you, are you close to the court? Where, where are you? No. Are you? No, you're not. No, I, I, I actually live up on a mountain. <laughs> it takes me 10 minutes to get into town. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, 10 minutes, but that's not too far. Yeah, no. Um, you don't have to uh, go. None of our, none of our court cases have been in court. It's, they're always on the phone, so I'm always kind of in the dark. I usually get paperwork okay. three or four days after court. I mean, stuff that I probably yeah. could have used for court, but I don't get it till after. Yeah. Um, okay. My lawyer does call me, but not very often. He called me Friday to let me know that, you know, I either give her okay, to my no. give her to her dad or whatever. Okay. How easy is it for you to get into town when needed? Uh, not Can you get not in there? really easy. I, I don't. No? I can't drive, so I have to wait for someone to come get me. I see. Do you have any friends that could help you on that? Because what's happening is, is that you can't fight a battle unless you can, you know, get access to all the information, all the opportunities that you have to overcome. Yeah. Um, if you can't fight the case, then there's there's no way to, you know, proceed. To win it. <laughs> I ha like I said, I have all the paperwork that my lawyer sends me, so I have that. Um, I you don't have, have what? All you the, have the what? paperwork that my the, the, paperwork. the paperwork my the, that my that my lawyer sends me. It's usually like the the after like the closings of court case documents and what was said, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't have anything from DHS itself, like the the DHS paperwork. I don't have any don't, of that. You don't. Have, okay, you ought, that's what you ought to try to get. You, you should get try to get the original case, and that was put up, initiated the, the claim against you. Well, here, that stuff's all here, that stuff's all messed up. <laughs> Because it started out as a dependency and neglect, which they're still listing it as that for right now. Who's bringing uh, the charges? Back in, uh, I don't, I don't even freaking know. I think it's the DA. Well, let let me let me interject something here, okay? So Andrew, here is the situation. They always go with abuse or neglect. And then after that, then they bring in uh, sexual misconduct. In other words, inappropriate touching, yada, yada, yada. And so... Yeah, and it was over a month before they brought that up. I know. And so the thing of it is, is that uh, her husband is in jail, and they're accusing him of that, and they're threatening her now that they're going to bring similar charges along that line up up to the top of the table 
if she doesn't sign over the rights to the natural father. Well, in other words, she's had two men. One was the father of the child, and the other one is her husband at the moment. And the husband at the moment is in jail, and they filed these charges against him, these bogus charges. And so they're holding that over his head, and so it's divide and conquer. You oh, know, the God. husband is in jail, and he okay. can't do anything. And the so biological he father. The what biological now? father? Is it the biological father who is wanting the child back? He doesn't even care if he gets her back. He hasn't been there, and he hasn't been there since she was born. And DHS is pretty much they've made him now do visitation with her through Zoom because he's in another state. And they're, yeah, no, it's it's a mess. Um, and now it's well, he's bio dad, so he can we'll just send her to him. And he's just kind of like, I guess I'll do whatever the court says, because he's not. Um, and I, I've actually asked them if they're going to do that, they need to really look into him because as far as I know, in six years that I've known him, he's never held a job. He lives in the back room of an elderly woman's house and stays there and helps yeah. her, and that's how he keeps his house. Like, he's right. not... I would much rather her go... If I have to send my daughter to someone, I have a 20-year-old daughter that's in an army lieutenant that I would much rather see her go with her sister. Yeah. So then you would have to be taken care of. So then you would. No, have my daughter. To my daughter's involved. My my older daughter's involved. She's asked for them to give her to her, but they're kind of dragging their feet with her because I, I I honestly think it's because they know if they send her to the dad, she's more likely to end up back in the system, and if they send her to my daughter. She ain't going back in the system, so they're going to lose a paycheck. Right. right, 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 right. So, in other words, what I'm hearing, Andrew, is that kinship care might be the answer to go to resolve this shortly, you know. File a motion for kinship care and then allow the, uh, uh, the sister, I guess it's sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, they're sisters. Different fathers, but same mother. They're half sisters. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't know. I, you know, I, I think that's an option. Um, well, that would be the uh, most simplest way to do it is file for kinship care, let them reject it, and then go after them for their uh, uh, not cooperating or whatever. Well, that'd be very yeah. Because I, I I asked my lawyer I asked my lawyer about my daughter about her taking her, and he said that that would take too much time because really? once we really? yeah he told me it would take too much time because. It gives the DHS and everyone else enough time to file to TPR me and screw me over. So it would be faster because the father's been in the situation longer to just go ahead no. and give, him, give her to him regardless of how it ends up. 
so that they well, don't here, CPR here, me. Here would be my response to the lawyer. Why are you lying to me? That, that's my response. You know, why are you lying to me? If you file for kinship care, you, you don't have to look for someone. You already have someone. And all they have to do, all they have to do is agree to it and then allow her to go pick her up. Yeah. What's, what state, what state is this in? Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, I'm in, Col I'm in Colorado. The bio dad's in California, and my older daughter is in Texas. Okay, okay. it's a Colorado um, controversy. Okay. Yeah, Colorado. So that, mean, that means Colorado, you, we'd have to be familiar, get familiar with their um, codes, <clears throat> like we'd have to get familiar with Alabama codes. Yes. And because um, you, there's no way to um, hold them accountable to these measures and standards laid out for them. So again, it has to do with jurisdiction, and I, I think I'm a little concerned about how how you're going to fight this if you don't have access to the court. Mm -hmm. Uh, to get the, to get the proper filings or to even present the filings in the court because you've got to be able to yeah. go there and, and file them. Yeah. Do you, have, I can, do you have any I can, I can get where I need on? to be. It's just, yeah. No, I have my mother-in-law. I actually live on her property, so she's the one that, that takes me everywhere I need to go. Okay, so now maybe can you, if you can... Which is actually, validate. that's even being held against me too because apparently I'm choosing his family over my daughter, which is bullcrap. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, right. yeah that's not only about that. The thing is, is, if you are in a position to be able to get to court, when you have to be there, um, mm -hmm. if she can be relied upon, if you can, if you can uh, confirm... That she'll be there to help you file mm -hmm. papers. Now, oh yeah, then she'll I, take me. Then, then, okay, now I think then we'd have some reason to move forward with some confidence that you can manage the case. Yeah. So what we I would That's have to do is if I can get, get into our our courthouse has been shut down, so I don't know. I don't know what <clears> parts <throat> of it are open to the public. Well, then, you, then you're going to have to use um, uh, email or something. Okay. Do you have you well, got email? I don't have a computer, here, well, I don't, but I can get one. That's not a problem. All right. Well, well here, here's what I'm thinking, Andrew. I'm thinking that she needs to have a communication with the attorney, and she needs to state that there's no real evidence that you're here to defend me. And if you are here to defend me, are you willing to file for kinship care? Yes or no? Yeah, I would be willing to stuff. put... No, I want her out of the system. I'd rather her be with family. Okay. If I can't take I, her home right now, I would much rather her be with family than in the system because I firmly believe oh, yeah. that the foster parents 
and the people that they have her around are the ones that are causing her to do the things and say the things she's saying. And if she's with family, that shit will stop. And hopefully she'll be able to come to her own mind and let everybody know that they're the ones that were saying it and not her. Okay, so have they introduced a case plan to you? They started to back in, I believe, October, but now they have taken that from me. And that's what my lawyer said he's trying okay, to stop. So, so then he's trying to stop them, like them completely saying no case, case manager. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? DHS is saying no case plan because of the um, allegations against me now. They're saying that no case plan will fix what I've done, blah, blah, blah. There should be no okay. case plan. My lawyer is trying to tell them bullshit that, that we need a case plan, but in order no, to stop no, them from no, saying no case no, plan, no, they're trying no, to no, 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 do all this other shit. No case plan. No case plan. No, no case plan. As of right now, no. And I've actually gone outside of a case plan and was even doing parenting classes on my own. I finished in two days. Okay, but why? Do you live in the community? Sort of. <laughs> All right, is there a subdivision you're in? Is there a subdivision no, I, you're in? Uh, where I'm at, there's probably maybe, I might, if I'm lucky, have 15 neighbors. Okay. And so, because we're out of the, in, the nearby, in the closest town to you, how many people are there? Uh, shoot, Del Norte ain't got many. Maybe a thousand people if you're lucky. Okay. okay. And so, out of a thousand families, how many families that have their children in their home had to take parenting classes in order for them to be there? Probably none of them. Probably a few okay. good, but probably none of them. <laughs> so why are you allowing them? Why are you allowing them to push that on you when they can't? They don't have the authority to push it on any of these other families. Hey, Shorty. Hey, Shorty. I want to cut to the chase here, and you can keep your conversation going. I, that's good. But I, if she can get um, to the court when necessary then I think we have to move this to a different level of approach like we've done with M Melissa. So that means okay. we have to have information on the case against her, and we have to begin okay. to rebut the presumption that there is any authority over the child. Now, that be that's got to go to the juvenile court again, uh, like we're going to be, like we're doing with uh, Melissa. Um, other, if, if you can, if you in fact can get to the court when necessary, then okay. let's pursue it that way. Um, okay. Otherwise, uh, give give Shorty what is needed, and um, he'll get in touch with me, and um, we'll go from there. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys um, discuss that more, but Shorty, okay. I'll talk to me later. All right. All right. So what do I do about Monday? Because they want my What's answer Monday morning. Monday? What's going that's on when Monday? I tell them that's that's when they told me I have to make a decision to give my right give not give up my rights but to have the dad take her for now and me me not get a TPR because if I don't do that DHS is going to pursue the TPR. 
Okay. They can okay pursue. They can pursue stuff, but if we come in there and come against that, that'll change. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're going to attempt to do what they're going to do, but if you don't have the means to bring a big club to that fight, then how are you going to uh, take advantage of something? Yeah. That's the whole thing right there. Yeah. See, you got to change your vision, you know. Your viewpoint of this ought to be in the right mindset. And the way that I would view this is the only thing that I would allow is that my daughter gets to be with my family. Mm-hmm. So your daughter is in foster care and you got a daughter that's willing to take her in and has mm-hmm. the ability to see to mm-hmm. that child's needs, right? Yes. Okay. So then why aren't we talking about We actually about came that? back from deployment just for this. Okay. And so she made the way to come back from deployment just to take her Okay. Seat. Okay. And so uh, what's her location now? She is at, at Fort Hood in Texas, Colleen, Texas. Okay. She's base living. Right. That's great. Yeah, the judge, the, when, when my daughter came to court, she came through Zoom because at the time she was in Germany and she shut the judge wow. down, which made me happy because <laughs> the judge told her he, that she wanted to let my daughter go, my, my, the one in the army, wanted to let her go because she was sure she had better things to do. And my daughter shut her up and told her there's nothing more important than my sister. And the the judge wasn't real happy with that. He wasn't real happy with what decision? She she wasn't real happy with the fact that my daughter told her that her little sister is more important than the uniform she was wearing. And the judge kind of got snippy with her about it. This judge is not a good woman. And what's bad is because our area is so small, this judge not only is the family law judge, she's the criminal law judge. So our entire our entire thing is going to be done in front of the same judge. So the same judge that's dealing with our DHS case is also going to be the same judge that says whether or not we're guilty of what we're doing wrong or what we're not doing wrong. Okay. So I'm a little paranoid <laughs> because I feel like she's already showing favoritism towards DHS. She's showing favoritism to the, the therapist that they, you're using. She doesn't let us speak. She's looked down on us the entire case. She's lied about my husband on stand. And so how long have you been married? Uh, we got married back in February of last year. Okay. And what kind of work would he have been doing if he was 
Free. He would, um, before he got locked up and everything, he was building the sprinkler systems for farms. The, the giant sprinkler systems. Yeah. He was considered an essential worker to keep our local farms running. Sure. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. He was a very hard-working man and did everything he could for us. So you're able to get the documents and you're able to share the documents with those that are willing to help you, like myself? Sure. I will do what I can to get them to you. Okay, and do you have the right contact info now, knowing how to get a hold of us? Um, the whose contact information? Mine. No. I just have your this number. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought it's on, I if it's on your if it's on your site, then I can probably find it. No, it's not on the site. Uh, let me see here. It's going to be a real thick envelope because <laughs> there's been a lot of BS. Well, okay, so I sent you a response with my number on here. Yes. Okay, and it's 618-972-9532. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 that's not it. Let me resend it. Okay, so what y'all need is, more. I've got it. So what y'all need from me is the entire case plan, or the. Okay, and then we need to have a sit down talk and go over it. But what we're looking for is the petition. Petition. Okay, the petition is the initial complaint where they came and took the child. Okay. That's going to be the initial complaint so we can look it over and see what the deal is. You know, we okay. we have uh, one case that we're working out of Alabama, and the mom is real good at uh, uh, 
getting the information and allowing us to have it and to be able to mm -hmm. work with it. And we got, uh, you know, we're, we're going full steam ahead, getting ready to drop a bombshell into the court by Tuesday. Okay. And, so, and we're trying to put a no wiggle room document. Okay. You know, that as far as <clears throat> the lawyer, having a lawyer on your case takes away your rights to be one of the people and and being a sui juris, you know, someone that's sovereign unto themselves beholden to none. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I way that I operate right by is that I'll make a file folder with your name and then I'll include all the subfolders the starting out folders. You know, you got a folder, letters to the lawyer, letters from the lawyer, letters to the social worker, letters from the social worker, letters to the court, letters from the court, mm -hmm. you know, and then you got the fill in the blank forms and there are certain things that you'll have to have in order to communicate with them. You know, when you get a letter from an attorney, there's a letterhead at the top of it. It may say Jones mm -hmm. & Jones, attorney at law, address, mm -hmm. phone number, fax number, right? Mm-hmm. And so we make up forms that are available, and then we help draft the letters, and then uh, we send them to you, then you send them on out, and it'll already have your letterhead up there, and it may say, you know, Jane Doe, and then below it, it'll have a line going all the way across, and it'll say parent and defender of the home front. Sui juris. In other mm -hmm. words, you're going to claim your status, but you got to get rid of the lawyer. Yeah. And see, the thing of it is, is I have a 25-point outline letter already to go to the attorney. Mm -hmm. but, the, but the attorney has already lied to you and said, you got to do this or otherwise it ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have a right to have your daughter to take custody of her sister and to have her to be in her life. Mm-hmm. You don't have any needs for their services. And so I have the, uh, uh, what do they call it there, uh, rules of engagement document. Mm -hmm. And right now it's a seven-point outline, but I'm, I'm thinking of bringing it up to maybe no more than 12. Okay. And so, you know, the mm -hmm. thing of it is, you have to look over the documents and then receive it, you know, okay. and then... I'll have to look through so, all the ones, because I, I, have, I have so much paperwork, it's not even funny. Um, I'll look and see if the original petition's there. I can't even keep up with it all, because some of it doesn't even make sense to me, so... Yeah, well, see, the thing to do, Deanna, is that's right, right, Deanna? It's Dina. 
Nina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, the thing to do is get you a three, three-inch ring binder, and you can buy you some of those feet protectors where you can put the mm-hmm. documents in there, and then you can mm-hmm. buy, you can buy those little uh, end tabs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so then you make your folders in there so you would have it where you got papers to the court, papers from the court, papers to the lawyer, papers from the lawyer, and yada, yada, yada. You got to organize it. You got to stay up on it because it becomes huge and over, overwhelming, you know. And then some. And so you could, you could, you could get you up to six to eight folders, different colors, you know. Yeah. You know, two of these. Two of each color. And so you know the red ones are papers to the court, papers from the court. Okay? And so anything from the court, you put it in one folder. Anything to the court, you put it in the other folder. And the same way with the uh, folders to the lawyer, from the lawyer. You know, like you may have the stuff pertaining to the courts, to and from the court, two red folders, and then the letters to the lawyer and from the lawyer, you can put in blue. And then the yellow could be to the caseworker, from the caseworker, so you can have that all sorted out. Yeah. So well, the the, uh, to, and, to and from the, the caseworker, as far as that's concerned, it's all been through text message. I won't talk to her over the phone at all. Um, I always have to go through text message, which I don't think she cares for, but I really don't care because I want it in writing. <laughs> um, the stuff to my lawyer, a lot of the, if I had grievances and stuff, I just spoke, and nine times out of ten, I didn't speak with him. I spoke with his secretary, which we're on a first-name basis. And it seemed like every time I would turn something over to her, like my daughter, because like, we had visitation for quite a while, and during visitation, she would tell me things like they were dousing her with melatonin to make her sleep or um, the foster parents were now requiring her to call them mom and dad instead of their names. And then um, another instance was the foster dad had been bathing and washing my child's hair, which I didn't think that was appropriate if they're saying that my child was molested by a man. Um, but every okay, time I would turn so it in... Uh, Every time I would turn these in, I would either get another charge or they would change something with visitation or something. They, they, it was always retaliation. It seemed like it was always retaliation. So how old is your daughter? Six. She was five when they took her. And then a month, or not even a month after they took her, she turned six. They took her around July 12th, and then she turned 6 August 7th. So how come uh, the lady of the house is not tending to your daughter? I don't know. I have no idea. 
not allowed to talk to and them. So, so how, how, how come your attorney is not addressing that? Apparently he did, because um, it was, this is kind of the timeline. I told him what was going on on a Thursday about the dad bathing her. Friday he was on the phone with the DA letting them know what was going on. Um, by Tuesday, my visitation had been canceled and suspended. And by Wednesday, I found out that there were now charges of me sexually assaulting my daughter. Hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because apparently on Monday, from what they say, Monday she went to her therapist and my child is the type, she doesn't trust you right away, but she'll, she talks. Um, but apparently she had vividly, in language my child's not allowed to use, described instances of things that I did or forced her to do with her, dad, her, her stepdad. Which I um, have talked with some other families here that have had involvement with this therapist. She's been in play for 50 years. She, um, she's a bad woman. I've not found one good thing about her. She's currently holding a, uh, she has a foster child that's in her care. I know the mother of that child. And within the six to eight months that that child's been in that therapist's care, her son went from wanting visitation to not wanting visitation to not wanting her to be his mother. It's just a complete downhill trend. I mean, it was bad. So most of the people that have been involved with this therapist have said that the kids that go to her completely turn from their parents fairly quickly. And I think that's what happened because my daughter was going to a therapist and during that time, they, to me, it seems like they were able to get her to turn against her stepdad through bribery, <clears throat> but they couldn't break her from me. And then shortly after them getting her to say that I told her not to blame her dad, they changed therapist to this new one, and then all of a sudden now she's against me too. I think she was just better at her job at getting, of manipulating kids. But I can't prove any of it. Yeah, I can't, I, I mean, I, I see it. I'm not blind. I can see the whole damn scenario. I can see how it's all working out. And I can see where the foster parents are just, it seems like the foster parents are aiding in this manipulation. But the only person that sees it seems like is me, because no one else is wanting to see it because they want me to go to jail. I guess. Freaking messed up. Oh, I'm sure of that. You know. But now it's just a matter of trying to figure out how to to get rid of these people away from my kid, which is why I'm not really fighting on her going to somebody else. Because if she's out of the system, I know there's a chance that it gets her away from the manipulative people and gives her a chance to come back to her right mind. And even if I'm sitting in prison when that happens, at least she can come back and appeal it. 
Ah, you're thinking. My issue is, is I know damn good and well if she ends up with her dad, her dad ain't going to give two shits and wouldn't, isn't intelligent enough to file an appeal even if he knew what he was doing. That's why I want her with my daughter because I know my daughter will fight her little butt off because, you know, she is who she is. And I also know my daughter can get my youngest to tell her everything real quick and in a hurry because those two are closer than even me and my girls. Those two are inseparable. And the little one will not lie to her sister. She just don't. And I know she can get it out of her sister fairly quickly about what's going on, which is my main goal to get her to her sister because I know all this shit will end when those two are together. Yeah. I just got to figure out how to do it. DHS is not wanting wanting her to go to her sister. They're wanting her to go to the dad because anybody that knows her dad knows her dad's dumb, which was my mistake for making him her dad. But, but, and I I know that's why they're wanting him because he's not going to be able to do what he needs to do, and, he, and she's going to end up in the, the system out there. And I, and I honestly think that's why they're picking him. Oh, without a question. Well, I sent you two, uh, two links on the Far Defense Alliance page, and so go ahead and look them over and try to get all your paperwork together. You have my okay. number now. And so yep. you could call me, and then we can discuss things at another time, okay? Okay. All right, I'll All right. talk to you later. All right, thank How you. How do you pronounce your name again? It's Dina. Dia. Dina. Okay. Oh, Dina. Yeah. Yeah, Dina. Okay, yeah, I got yep. it now. <laughs> okay, well you you got some you got some uh, mail from me, so go ahead and look, okay. look at that uh, <clears throat> that one that's called rule of engagement. And okay. you already take item number one has to do with communication. You've already got that covered. <laughs> you, okay. you know you don't talk to them. No, I Everything don't. Everything is pretty much in writing. The only person that I talk to outside of writing, like I said, would be my lawyer. But even with that, I write everything down. I write my dates down. I write down what was said. Yeah, because I mean, I've been on these. I've been on these fight CPS things since day one, um, trying to learn all the information that I can. It's just getting things done and. It's always, yeah, <laughs> trying to understand it all when you don't have a legal mind is not easy. Oh, and there's no one out re- there doing I'll the I'll be reading a statement and have to go to the dictionary six times just through one sentence, so. What dictionary do you use? Um, there's one online. Well, there are actually two of them. One's just plain Webster's. The other one's the legal dictionary. They're all online. You have to use Black's Law Dictionary. Black's Law? Black's Law Dictionary. Yeah, Black's Law Dictionary 
fourth, fifth, or sixth edition. Right now, I got the uh, eighth edition, and it's a piece of junk, but I still got something to use, you know. Okay. Yeah, because I was using just the plain Webster, and then the it's just called the legal dictionary, and it explains legal terms in like layman's terms, which has helped some. Yep. That way you get all the uh, uh, understanding that's going to be valuable to you. Yeah. Well, you you got a couple of things there on your desktop, so go ahead and look at that and do what you okay. got to do, and we'll go from there, okay? All right. Sounds good. Okay, then. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.